Hello, this is Janet from JanetSandberg.com, and you're listening to the Phoenix Wisdom Podcast, the weekly show that talks to peers and professionals who open up about their darkest moments when they felt like ending it all, why they didn't, and how they transformed their lives in order to triumph over the darkness and despair. Please remember to subscribe if you'd like to hear more inspiring stories. Hello and welcome to the Phoenix Wisdom Podcast. This week, we are talking to Claire Garner, who is joining us all the way from the UK, which is an honor, our first British guest. So thank you so much, Claire, for joining us. Um, Can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself other than, you know, where you live? (laughs) Of course. Thank you for having me as well. Um, Yeah, pleasure to be here. So I'm Claire. Um, I'm a mum of two. I'm 37 years young. (laughs) Uh, I am a serial entrepreneur. I am in the corporate, the spiritual and the coaching sectors. Uh, I've built two multiple six figure businesses and I'm presently living my dream life. Amazing. I love it. Obviously, it wasn't always that way and things weren't always so bright and shiny or we wouldn't be here talking today. (laughs) Yeah, But, you know, I would love to hear the transition. You know, if, if you're on the podcast, it's because you at some point thought that you shouldn't be here anymore. So how do you go from that low of suicidal ideation thinking, either, you know, however that came to you, that you were thinking those things to to being where you are now, where everything is amazing. Yeah, it's it's a million miles away, right? It's, and it's, um, in hindsight, it's very easy to see the changes, but when you're in it, Mm -hmm. it's almost impossible. And I just want to say before I tell my story that whatever you're feeling at the moment just know that it's valid but also it's not the only view you just can't see outside of what you know you just can't see outside of the lens that you currently have and it just takes that change of perception that change of lens to be able to see a different way out and I just want to share that before I yes thank you (laughs) so true yeah yeah but um yeah so my my story is uh long <laughs> but I'll try and condense it <laughs> um I'll try and condense it uh so basically um I uh, found myself in a mentally and physically abusive relationship at the age of 18 um which I then stayed in for 15 years oh my and, goodness yeah <laughs> so I was with him longer than I wasn't virtually, right? Um, You know, first three years of my life. But uh, it was um, a roller coaster, to say the least. And Mm -hmm. again, from hindsight, I can now see a lot of things that I couldn't see when I was in it. And especially because I was so young when I met him and got into the relationship, it was almost like, 
I was still growing up with with that being normal, you know, and with that being okay, you know, this is kind of the cards I've been dealt, you know, I'll just kind of make good as I can and hopefully he'll change. You know, that that was my thinking for a long, long time. Um, so I had my first daughter at 19. Um oh wow. Yeah, so very quickly, obviously. Uh and then I had my second daughter at 30. So <laughs> <laughs> with, okay with bit of a gap yeah bit of a gap so I managed to like spread it out but <laughs> um but yeah so there were numerous times during that period where you know I couldn't see a way out I couldn't see a way out and I had tried to leave so many times so many times mm-hmm. um and what I actually help with with my clients now in my coaching and in a different context in the entrepreneur world, but the the reasoning is still the same is when your fear is greater than your dreams, than your desires to live a different life, than what you really want, but you can't overcome your fear because mm-hmm. your fear is scary, right? It is scary. And it makes you feel like there's no way, there's just no way that that is meant for you. There's no way that you can have something different no matter how much you might want it and no matter how much you might feel, you know, you you really desire it and you just you just can't overcome it. And that was me for, for 15 years. Um, every time I tried to leave, I would get sucked right back and the irony is is that it was always me going back it was not because he wouldn't let me leave it was because I would then go back through my own free will because right. that's all it, you knew exactly it was my very uncomfortable comfort zone <laughs> yes yeah a terrible comfort and, is often better than something new and and scary it's exactly. scary to stay, but it's scary to leave. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and, understand. Yeah. And, and so after numerous, numerous times of, of yeah, trying to leave and, and failing, um, I had my second daughter at, at 30, like I say, and we had moved to London in that time. So I'm from Devon originally. Um, so in that time we had moved to London again, my choice I wanted to live in London and he was like yeah fine let's go so I can't you know there, there are things mm-hmm. that I can't put on the relationship um so we moved here I was living I was an entrepreneur so I was kind of living my my business life in one identity but in my mm-hmm. home life it was like on the outside I looked like the girl who had it all you know I yeah. had my own home I had blue chip clients in the corporate world I was winning business awards I was making decent money and I looked very prim and proper you know I was like the suit and the hair and the lips and you know, a bit like now but, <laughs> but, but it wasn't it was a facade you know it was it was a front and it was an identity yeah. that I built to to kind of almost split my life it was yeah. like okay when I'm this identity I can forget about all of this and then when I went home, obviously I couldn't escape that reality. And that's, that's yeah, where a lot of the, the bad things happened. Um, so, yeah, so I had my youngest, my eldest daughter, so my youngest daughter, <laughs> my most recent daughter, um, when I was 30. And 
this is basically it where things started to shift for me so I had her in a very different a very different ecology to when I had had my eldest you know when I had my eldest I was 19 mm-hmm. I was still in my hometown like little small seaside town knew everyone grew up there you know kind of the everything that you're thinking that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> but when I had my my youngest daughter um I was in a new city uh people didn't know me I it kind of felt like a second chance you know a a way to be able to do it again and do it differently so Mm -hmm. I was still in the relationship and another irony we actually got married a year later (laughs) again all me all me um because I and I I think that people will resonate with this because I knew I knew in my heart and my soul but it wasn't right Mm -hmm. I knew that it wasn't right I knew that if I wanted the kind of life that I truly desired you know when I shut my eyes and I visioned my future I knew that if I wanted that it couldn't be like this I couldn't be in this situation yet part of me was still clinging to the hope that he would change clinging to the hope that I could change him and that everything would be happy and you know and all the wrongs would be righted and it would all be amazing so so yeah we got married a year later um but when we got married actually that was very much a pivot point we got married and I had I would say my dream wedding kind of on the outside but again on the inside knowing knowing it wasn't right but I wanted I wanted yeah you want the fairy tale wedding with the father of my kids that's literally what I said I mean how ridiculous but that's, (laughs) that's what I thought would make me feel better you know it kind of would give me something to almost validate everything that I'd been through it's like okay well at least if I can get this wedding at least if I can have this moment and this memory you know that makes it all all right and obviously it doesn't but um yes we got back from from the wedding we got married in Cyprus and uh I think within about a month maximum I had said, I think we should start seeing a relationship counsellor because the violence, or actually, no, it wasn't violence at that time, but it was a lot of mental stuff. The the physical violence had stopped at that point. Um, But there was still a lot of mental uh, games going on. Um, And sometimes the fear can be even worse than the actual physical violence because you're always in that fight or flight right you're always Mm -hmm. you're always walking on on eggshells yeah eggshells are just yeah crazy like my whole nervous system was kaput it was just like absolutely insane levels um insane levels so yeah so we got back and we saw a relationship counselor once um and it was it just did obviously did not help at all in the slightest. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm rambling on a little bit, but the the next kind of year, 
I started to find my strength, my inner strength. I started to slowly feel a little bit more courage. I had found like a new best friend at a mum's group um, and she was actually very spiritual. And at the time I didn't really understand any of that stuff, but but she was really supportive of me. And um, yeah, over the next kind of course of a year, I finally managed to leave for good. Um, I took my kids and we went and moved to, uh, well, about 20 minutes away from, from where we were in different town to Guildford. And that was what I call my tower moment. It was everything came crashing down around me. And although, again, in hindsight or from the outside, you would think, you know, good, like you need all of that to change. Like for me, it felt like my whole world just came tumbling down, you know, everything yeah. I knew last 15 years was now suddenly gone and changed and different and um there was a, a kind of a a pivot moment if you like where I was in my new house um and he had rung me up drunk rambling like you know very aggressive um and he threatened my life and that was actually the third time during the course of 15 years that he had threatened my life. And it was different that time. And I knew, I, I knew differently that I could never go back. I just knew in that moment that if I went back, then I probably would die. I probably would either be killed or in my own life because I just knew that I could not take that mm -hmm. situation anymore anymore so had you thought about ending your own life at any other time during the, the relationship like over those so 15 years many <laughs> many um moments where I would question how do I escape how uh, escape as in this reality not necessarily mm -hmm. running out the door um and I had questioned whether that was a way um I had never done anything I had never taken action on it but there were many times that I strongly debated it in my own mind as to is is this the only way out yeah like what choices do I have here but I have my well I had one child at, at the time when those thoughts were going through my mind and it was always the reason why I wouldn't let myself kind of spiral too much on that so mm -hmm. yeah I had many moments where that was a consideration a serious consideration but I was always saved if you like by my daughter and by mm -hmm. thinking well I can't leave her with him <laughs> right um, yes yes you know it was and he was never violent to her um but that for me was just like uh yeah you know that I could I couldn't do that um to her so yeah so when I had my tower moment um and that that situation happened my whole life changed and for a few months it was really rocky you know like he would be showing up at my 
house. He would be leaving notes. He would be ringing my daughter like drunk and, oh. you know, saying things that you wouldn't want said to your daughter, you know, and it, it was just really, really scary and really hard to navigate. Mm-hmm. But, but I knew that if I kept the course this time, things would change. And they did. And it took time. But four years later, this is four years later now. So it's not, you know, it's not decades. It's not, no. you know, it's not long, long, long time. Four years later, my whole life looks 360. Like you wouldn't even know it's the same person. You know, it, it's crazy. Um, because once... Once I knew that I had left for good and I really knew in my mind, like, that is it. I'm done, 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 done. Like, it's not even a contemplation anymore. Like, there's never any going back. Once I knew that, it was like the whole world opened up for me. Like, it led Mm -hmm. me to have my spiritual awakening. Um, That led me to building two businesses to multiple six figures. It led me to now becoming a coach. It led me to... Now I'm a motivational speaker. Like I manifested my dream house with my kids. Like it, it's just mind boggling. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. And it's, I, there, there are so many common threads through all of these stories that are being told on the podcast and, you know, your, your tower moment you know, is, is basically the, sometimes things get worse before they get better. You know, you, it's, it's scary to stay. It's scary to leave. You leave. And then things get even scarier because the world as you knew it just collapses and you really have to start building that foundation all over again. And it's hard and it's frightening and it's, you know, you don't know where you're going a lot of times or what it's going to look like when you're done, but you just have to keep going. And then that's what happens when you do. And, you know, having, having those reasons to keep going, like your kids, you know, that's really, and you know, what, what your kids, not even your kids themselves, which is one thing, but what would their lives be like yeah. without me is is exactly. a different facet of the same stone right a hundred percent yeah and that was a thought that you know I almost couldn't bear to think about you know mm-hmm. that whole what you know they they would you know you do think about it but it's yeah. the whole narratives of you know they would grow up probably judging themselves blaming themselves always wondering why they weren't good enough for you to stay around you know all of these thoughts go through your mind and you know for me it it was not something that I ever dwelled on for too long because once I started going down that path oh yeah it was very much like no it no you know computer says no like (laughs) (laughs) you just it, it you just can't and you know, it's hard because many times, many times I I did fear for my own life. I, and not even from my own hands, you know, I, I there were many occasions where I, I literally thought he was going to kill me. I really, truly thought he was going to kill me. And, 
you know, it's scary. Uh, yeah. It's really scary. And the fear of leaving that is like, I knew that if I stayed, he could kill me. But I also knew that if I left, it would anger him and right. he could kill me. <laughs> yeah. And it, it really was. It feels like a damned if you do, damned if you exactly. don't situation. Between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And the only thing that I clung on to was, I don't want to live like this forever. Like, I don't want to live like this forever. Mm-hmm. I can't live like this forever. And the elder that my daughter got, um, especially my youngest when she was born, it's almost like the more awareness you have around it and you start, mm. you know, like when she got to kind of 10, 11 and I would start like he, I have to say he was never violent to her, but she would see things, you know, yeah. and she, would, she would hear his aggression and she would hear how he talked to me. And she actually started talking to me a little bit similarly. Mm-hmm. And that was heartbreaking because you know, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm already being mentally abu- abused and verbally abused by your dad. And now you're doing it because you're emulating yeah. him. You, you know, it's not her fault, but so that was a really bitter pill to swallow. And um, yeah, the older she got, the more I became aware that I couldn't let her think that that was a normal relationship. Yes. And that yeah, that so by by saving yourself, you're also saving your kids. You know, yeah. you're you're teaching them what what they're worthy of and what they deserve. Exactly. Um, exactly. And and you don't. We're so women, especially. You know, we do things for others that we don't do for ourselves. Yeah. And you know, I we can't say what things would have been, but you know, until you start seeing that reflected in your children, you're willing, more willing to put up with it. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, yeah. it's just me. This is how it is. You know, you make excuses or there's also that, that scary reality of I chose this guy. So, you know, if you decide to leave, then you also have to deal with that part of you that thought at one point this was a good idea. Oh, and yeah. why you made those choices, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, that opens up a whole nother can of worms. Um, but yeah, when the kids start getting older and you're like, wait a second, like this is, it's not just affecting me and my life and my physical and mental and emotional health. It's affecting the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> um, oh, and the, but- the other thing, um, that you said um, when you were talking about, you know, thinking about maybe not wanting to be here and it's not so much. And for so many of us, it's, it's not that we want to die. It's just that we need this situation to end. Yeah. Yeah. We just need this life to end, not, not our lives, but this life that we're living, that's what needs to go. But it's, it's really hard to figure out how to change your whole life, yeah. you know, and, and, 100%. but there are, there are ways to do it. You've done it. All of our guests on the podcast have done it. I've done it. Um, and you know, all of our, everybody who's listening can do it too. Um, yeah. having support and, and people there for you, people who understand, 
um, you can always find someone, even if it's a total stranger on a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, yeah, support is a great one. Like for me, I contacted women's aid, um, Mm -hmm. Not actually the final time I left, but one of the times. <laughs> and I, I went and stayed in, in a refuge um for a little while when when my eldest was a baby. Mm-hmm. Um and they are now a charity that I support and absolutely with, with what I do because they help so many women. Um and you know, they there are always people that are there wanting to help you, like no matter what situation you're in that you want to escape from there is always someone to help you but you have to reach out yeah because if you don't reach out they can't help you you know they don't know that you're struggling and they don't know and you know how many of us put on that mask to our families to our friends like my family had no idea that Mm -hmm. they still don't know most of what happened like they know it wasn't great but they don't know the half of it same yeah yeah so you have to let that mask slip for the sake of your future Mm -hmm. for the sake of your life because you are worthy of living the life that you truly deserve and desire like everyone is worthy of having a life that feels joyful and fulfilled and abundant and fun and you know, all of that stuff, which is why I'm so passionate about what I do now as a coach, but there's not one single person that isn't born worthy of that. But sometimes we just end up in situations where we're made to feel that we're not, and we don't know how else to escape. But -hmm. there's always a way you just have to see it, you just have to look through that different lens. Because like you said, there are so many people on your podcast telling you that you can do it. You know, none of us are making this up. So if we can all do it, you can do it. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. When you left that final time, who did you have around you? Did you tell anyone like, I just left my abusive husband and and I don't know what I'm doing with my life? You know, so I'm not the best advocate for support. I, I only had my best friend um That's but she funny. she knew all of my secrets you know she knew everything and she was my support blanket she was there for me she, she still is she's always there for me and um she's an absolute gold and I believe fully that the universe put her in front of me that day at a baby's club because ironically we were both in abusive relationships um mm both left at roughly the same time so we went on a whole oh. journey together um, oh that's so awesome yeah it like, was because it, just the yeah. the mutual understanding that's that's there yeah it was it was for me just exactly what I needed um and I'm quite a what's the word um not secretive person but I I'm quite I'm missing the word um introverted I'm not, not really no. I don't share my yeah just a private life. a private yeah person. private yeah 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 um so you know I'm on I'm out there like in in my business world but my personal life yeah. um I've never been one to really share it like with my family in particular um and I've never had a big circle of friends I've always been very much like a 
one good friend and I'm happy like I want <laughs> it's quality not quantity right <laughs> so yeah for me it was just about having that support and that understanding of that one person that knew what I was going through and just knowing that I could talk to her whenever things were happening and you know you don't even really need someone to necessarily tell you what to do you just need someone to talk to so that yeah. you can figure it out yourself but yeah. when you don't talk to anyone you've only got your own cage right in your own mind that is going to trick you over and over again to telling you what you've always told yourself because that's what what it's learned <laughs> yes yes if you've never done mindset work you're not going to be thinking anything positive you're going to be stuck in in you know in the same thoughts and beliefs that you've always had and yeah. that's why to talk and reach out yeah and sometimes it's it's good to have a, a professional to have a, a coach or a therapist or a mentor or somebody who can tell you or help you figure out what those next steps are. Um, but it can also just be a best friend who's there for, for listening and, and sharing and just having somebody to understand and, you know, you can help, help you figure it out together if that's what you need or just, just be there. Yeah. Yeah. I only have my best friend and, you know, I, I did get, um, therapy after, but that was, once I'd gone through the hard bit, right? <laughs> I had already. Yes. Well, already then you need it. to process it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then yes. you got a whole load of stuff to do, a whole load of healing. <laughs> yes. But, um. But yeah, you you don't need to spend money. You don't need lots of people. You just need one person. Whether that's like you know, charity support networks. You can ring these people for free. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. there's always someone that you can talk to there is yes um so wow I'm just like what a great story <laughs> it's amazing and, and for those of you listening um you can't see Claire's background but she's sitting in a room full of crystals and gemstones um, which is one of my passions as well so she is just glowing with <laughs> I mean, her own energy, but also, you know, with, with the, all the energy of the crystals and gemstones behind her. And crystals actually really helped me on my healing path after. <laughs> yes, they do that. They are good for so many things. Um, but it, and, and that's just to, to reiterate that everything can change. You know, you can go from feeling trapped and controlled and and really suppressed mm -hmm. in in who you are and just not be shining any light whatsoever to mm -hmm. going through it all and and doing what's best for you and taking care of you and creating a new life where you're just you know a beacon of light and hope and and a um a lighthouse for for everyone else to to help them find themselves as well. Um, and I think that's part of it. Those of us, you know, the reason people want to be on the podcast is to share these stories because we know that there is hope and that's, you know, we go through this stuff. If we don't tell our stories and we don't 
share, then kind of what's the point, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean, I, I personally believe, you know, we all have our mountains for that reason, because we can turn it into our message, we can turn it into our purpose, we can alchemize it into helping others see their way out of the darkness. And that's, yes, yeah, that's exactly what I do. I literally <laughs> help people shine their light unapologetically yes. and authentically, which is what I could never do. <laughs> right? So yeah, same. That's because yeah. I know what that was like. And it doesn't have to be like that. Yes. And if you, if you find a coach who hasn't been through what Claire called a tower moment, don't work with them. They're they're the wrong coach for you. If they're 23 years old and they've, you know, just graduated from coaching school and that's all they have, don't don't work with them. (laughs) Look for somebody like Claire or myself who have been through all the hard things, um, and, and have come out the other side, um, you know, we're just, it's not just about being better able to help people, um, by having that perspective, but I don't know, it's just, and it's a different experience. I think it's a different level of understanding, isn't it? You know, you can have theory, but when you've actually lived through it, it's, it's very yeah. different to reading something to actually feeling it and experiencing it for mm-hmm. yourself. Like my, my dad was a mechanic in the air force for 30 years. And when he retired from the air force, he went to work for um, a, a company that manufactured airplanes. And he worked with a bunch of engineers who knew all about making airplanes theoretically. And he would get into the biggest fights with them because they'd never actually touched an airplane. You know, they'd never crawled around in the guts of an airplane. They'd never turned a screw or, you know, anything like that. And that's what he'd been doing for decades. And they'd be like, oh, we'll just do this. And he's like, but you you can't do that. And they're like, well, theoretically. He's like, but practically, you know, it's just not it's like an architect possible. in a construction company. It's yes, like- <laughs> yes. So it's it's the same thing. You know, if you want to work with somebody, find somebody who's done the work before you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Find somebody who's living the life that you want to live, who has been through yes. what you're going through. And that's, yes. you've got yourself and, a recipe for success. <laughs> and there, there are lots of us out there, not just, you know, coaches and, and professionals, but just people in general. People yeah. have been through a lot. So find someone who's, who's living the life you want and ask them how they got there. Exactly. And I guarantee you, they will be willing to help you. Yeah. 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 I think every single person that has been through darkness will do everything they can to help someone in need. Yes. Yeah. I truly believe that. Do you have any other words of wisdom from your Phoenix journey? You know, I think, like I said at the beginning, I just hope in fact okay there's there's a quote that albert einstein says i use it a lot but i love it and i think it's really apt and it's you either believe that everything is a miracle or nothing is a miracle yes <laughs> yes i love that one so if you believe that everything is a miracle that means you are a miracle and that means you are capable of doing extraordinary things yes i love that 
<laughs> Thank you so much for being here today and for sharing your story and your wisdom and shining your light in the world. Oh, bless you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Remember that you are loved, you are worthy, you are valuable, you are meant for more, and that it really does get better. If you are in crisis, there are numbers that you can call or text to get the help that you need. That information for Canada and the U.S. is in the description below each episode. If you are in immediate crisis, please call 911. We love you, and I hope you'll listen again.